So much work. Jabs. Do you know I, what that? Do you know what that is? Yeah, I work. What? I work hard. Doing what? Work that dick. Welcome back to your football fantasy. Grab a drink, roll back your foreskin, and let Dwee's Nuts, Big Wiz, and the Bullfrog stroke your fantasy loins. Hey guys, championship week, week 16. Some of you are left out there still playing. Bullfrog is here in studio still playing only because he beat the rest of us in our dynasty matchup. I think he paid somebody. Oh, Pay Michael Thomas, happen. baby, to be a fucking stud for one quarter. For one Fuck. quarter, I'm alive in a championship in three leagues, boys. Three enough. out of four, I'm alive. Not that I'm gonna win them, but well, that's because you play with salaries in most of them. Just because I'm yeah, that good. Lucky as shit in the last one. Good. This is a this is a pretty important uh, night, though, isn't it? This is a very. When was the last time that the three of us were in studio? I don't know when week the last seven, maybe week six or seven. It's been about ten fucking weeks. Yeah, I think it was eight actually. But yeah, we're all here. It is your football fantasy, Dewey's nuts, the big whiz, and bullfrog all here for you to bring you everything. We had to come together today to give the people what they need to win the championship. They need us, guys. <laughs> they need us. We're gonna have a high percentage of our listeners win. Fantasy Championships this year. Just because of this show, this week, lots to discuss to get them ready. You guys ready to do it? I'm always ready. I'm born ready. This week in football. I should give an audio disclaimer. We are back in Studio C. We have taken some small measures to try to improve the quality of the sound. We'll see how it comes out. Let's do some news. Plenty of it. Uh, some player questions involved in the news here that we should start discussing. This news segment is pretty important because because people need to know what to do about these things. Dalvin Cook unlikely to play. In fact, he and Alexander Madison both out of practice today. Boom, Mike Boone is it? Mike, Mike, yes. Yes. Mike Boone going to get the start? Does Mike Boone belong in fantasy lineups this week? Yes, yes, he does. He scored last week scored last in week. relief. They like to run the ball. It. And Green Bay's not that good against the, the run. Bad against the run. I think they're seventh worst in the league against the run. I had a guy in one of my leagues text out a group message earlier today or yesterday asking, who would you start out of Keenan Allen, Mostert, and Boone? You'd definitely Ooh. start Mostert. I'm not even sure that. I would probably. Who, Mostert. Who, who's San Francisco I mean, I'm thinking They play L.A. Yeah, I think you got to sit Boone out of those three. Personally, I think that's high risk for fucking. Especially what what if Cook comes out and says, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play." I don't think he he will. He looked fucked up against in that game. He was not gonna play. I think that's the question. He says he's wanting to play. Is what Cook says. I'm playing. Even if he does play, there's no reason to get a full full load. I'm playing Boone out of those three. I don't. I think my thought on it is if if you are a Cook owner, then yeah, maybe Boone. But like, if you're considering Boone over these guys you've been playing all year to get you to the championship, I would just stick with Boone. To me, is a flex guy. I went and picked him up on flex for frustration, for cheap. I don't know why nobody else did it. I should have. You should have. I'm putting him out there in one of my 
my 10 flex spots, but there's 10. Because I don't, so. literally don't have enough guys to play this week in that fucking league. They're all trash. You Every single one of them is up. fucking trash. Boom. All right, let's move on. Tom Coughlin, this isn't super <laughs> fantasy relevant, but I want to talk about it. Tom Coughlin, um, straight up fired. He was a, not a coach anymore, right? Front office guy. President. Was he the president of operations? I think. Okay, so Dante Fowler got fined seven hundred thousand dollars for missing a mandatory treatment that turned out not to be mandatory, uh, and then it took him a couple of weeks to try or whatever it was to try to get this money back. Big deal. Coughlin got fired. This guy's like seventy-five years old. Should he just should he just walk away? Well, He's got to be done. Con, con, oh, the owner Con didn't have an option here. I mean, the, you the, have the, to, the yeah, NFL players so said, "Do not sign with this team." He the, the PA went on legitimately said to all of the players coming up as free agents, "Hey, we can't tell you not to go there, but do not." But do this not. sort of thing is happening, and there is a history of Tom Coughlin uh, fining players. Pretty large sums for pretty stupid shit. I heard uh, who was it? Victor Cruz on ESPN Radio. Well, if you, if you were not, if you're at ten minutes early, you were late, right? Yes. And you get fined. So change all the clocks, all these things. Tom Coughlin, maybe you he's know, done. Yeah, he's done. He was done. He's been done, right? His last couple of years in New York were were pretty bad. So yeah, fire. Move on. Speaking of New York, they finally take Evan Ingram and put him on the IR. He's been questionable every week, and I've held on to him in a non-keeper league, waiting for to get the chance to play this asshole week in and week out. Finally on the IR with one week left to go. Feels like a stupid move. Why bother? A Liz Frank injury. You guys remember the picture that the good doctor showed us of this Liz mm-hmm. Frank? God damn it, that hurts. Although Hollywood Browns done better than kind of what we thought coming off of it this sure, year. He's looking sure. fucking fast as hell. But you got to come off of it yep. first. Um, so he only weighs about 150, so maybe it's a little <laughs> easier. to uh, Evan Ingram done, yes. And that's two years in a row now Evan Ingram has missed a, a fair amount of time. He's an outrageously talented kid, missed a fair amount of time. Come draft season next year, regardless of his health status, worth remembering, I think. Uh, Dak, speaking of injuries, for the first time in his career, missed some practice. It hadn't missed a practice leading up to this week. Has an AC joint sprain in his throwing shoulder. So what the doctors say here is, look, it doesn't actually affect your throwing motion at all. AC joint is legitimately just pain tolerance. Right, and except that it impacts when you throw the ball. The other, well, it hurts I'm more. Lands on it and it hurts more, though, but. I've done an AC joint snowboarding. Yeah, lots of a lot of players associated here, including even Ezekiel Elliott came out like and said, "Look, we've had AC joints before. They fucking hurt. Like this shit hurt. You're not gonna make it a whole lot worse uh, playing, but it fucking hurts." Most guys that have had it said they couldn't imagine trying to throw on it, but Dak says he's fine. In fact, Dak was not even on the injury report. He's going to play. The question is this. Is, what does this do to Cooper and Gallup? Yeah, do you play him? Do you feel good about play? Look, you don't they, feel got, good about it. they got Philadelphia this week. High you spring can, game probably. You can you can run all day against Philadelphia. I think this is what it means. Look, look for a Zeke matchup, man. Look for Tony Pollard is yeah. probably worth fucking rolling out there in a flex spot this week. It's going to be a lot of quick quick passing if, if, if he's... Don't throwing. expect him to just... Yeah, it's like they're the problem is people team. in fantasy championships have relied on Dak Prescott to help get them there. Can you bench him? Can you bench him? I think Dak's a gamer, baby. I think he'll still get his average or close to it. He's not going to have a huge game. It should but be a high-scoring game, though. I think he could be serviceable 20-point. Look, if you had Dak... 
leading into the fantasy playoffs, you looked at Week 16, that championship against the Eagles, and you were like, yes, this is juicy as shit. And all of a sudden, be wary, but you're, yeah, you got to play him. I mean, you're, you're not wrong. He's a game-time guy. You might kick yourself for doing it, but you'll kick yourself worse if you sit him for a Ryan Fitzpatrick, <laughs> and that doesn't go your way. Matthew Stafford finally to the IR. Let's get one done, Wiz. Guys, I want to talk to you about this one first. Josh Gordon. This is this came out of this came out of nowhere. I got to try that blackberry flavored stuff. Were you willing to open that for us? Josh Gordon got fucking suspended for drugs. I know. Blowing your mind here. This is the fifth time he also got suspended in Baylor. So technically, it's sixth time I guess getting suspended for drugs. It's an indefinite suspension. Here's my question to you guys, and I want to make a bet on this. Is he done? Yeah. Is it going to be over or under the average length of the indefinite suspension for the NFL? If you go back to the year 2000, I went back to the year 2000, and all the indefinite suspensions the NFL has handed down, the average time an indefinite suspension has lasted 64 days. That's it? 64 days. Well, his a lot of them are a week or a day. This uh, is his fifth Suspension. Yeah. What do you think? Over under sixty four days. I, I, okay. I think it's gonna be longer than that. Over. Over. Easily over that. Yeah. And then the same question is, especially with the off season coming. What team? Yeah, exactly. What team's gonna take a, a chance on him anymore? I I don't know what his contract looks like in Seattle. It was it a one year deal? Would really he sign a one year deal with New England? Yeah. So he's probably on a one year deal. I'm with sure Seattle. he is. And what? He wasn't really playing. Somebody yeah, will fucking take a chance. Targets Thank God he listened to us and didn't actually trade for him. I'm nuts. You yeah. Didn't, you didn't think about it. Yeah, I don't want to take that bad. I'm on the overall day, too. Will Greer gets a start in Carolina for week 16. What are the implications for the team as, look, everything in Carolina keeps falling apart? Can you can you trust anybody? Can you even fucking trust CMC anymore? I'm going to give you a stat yeah, later. you can trust CMC. Just I'm, I'm going to give you a stat later that is really quite surprising for Christian McCaffrey, but, like... Anybody else? How's DJ Moore looking right now? Curtis Samuel? Any of that? Yeah, I don't think Brent I don't think Olsen. CMC takes that big of a hit, but I think those other guys are going to take a bigger hit. Maybe totally not Olsen. Olsen. I mean, I think Olsen's still going to get some is of those dump off shit. Back? Well, DJ back. Moore's been pretty damn good. The question is, what's going to do to DJ Moore? Probably not. Probably the same. Yeah. CMC, but CMC, Cook, all those guys have dropped off big time. Oh yeah, bird dog. Yeah, their team just went down the shitter. It's not bad. <laughs> CMC just hasn't busted any big touchdown runs like he was doing mid-season. He was busting 75 yarders. Well, fucking the guy's yarders. got how many touches by week 10? Yeah. I mean, the guy's yeah, probably fucking dead. All, yeah. Team's shitty. Team I'm is just shitty. hoping he plays a full game this week. <laughs> it's all about, it's all about, look, it's best case scenario as far as playing time for CMC when they put Will Greer in because they want to see what he can do. They're not going to sit their right. starters halfway through if That's they're true. giving this guy his first opportunity. Juju Smith-Schuster back, finally healthy. Well, for the second time, healthy. Let's hope he doesn't hurt himself at practice fucking tomorrow. Uh, do you, can you trust him with Duck against the Jets? Bad defensive backfield. We'll it's... talk about that Jets defense a little bit later, but I do not trust Duck, and I do not trust Juju because he's not. he has been terrible all year long. Yeah, yeah, even when he was in there. Now, Duck's been relatively... Yeah. He's been okay for okay. Deontay Johnson, James Washington, who have had okay games, right? They're scoring you know, 9-10 fantasy points a week. Nothing huge, though. Uh, I don't know that there's any chemistry with Juju. So... No. Okay. 
Deontay got me my whatever, 12 or 13 last week that I said I needed. Nine I needed. Point eight. Yeah, nine, ten. I needed it. Gerald Everett is back, but they have San Francisco. Do you bother? I mean, Higby's been real good. Probably going to keep getting looks at the tight end. Stay with Higby. There. He's getting them. Yeah. Even again, do you play Higby against San Francisco, though? Real tough against top You're going to have to pass second half, you think. Yeah, I think it's going to be another yeah, high scoring game. They had to pass second half last week and what fucking happened against Dallas. Jesus Christ. They've been a very inconsistent team. Higby was getting a shitload of action. He, he, yeah, Cup finally got it on what, the last two drives, maybe. I'll take the one bullshit touchdown. Carryon Johnson is back, and the Detroit Lions are considering starting him against those Denver Broncos. Is he worthy of this? Are you happy being a Detroit Lion fan with what's going on and Matt Patricia? <laughs> no. But he's sticking around. GM sticking around. Yes. They just said everybody's sticking I mean, around. Honestly, whatever. I'm all right. We're giving him one more year. Three We're basically years saying, hey, if you don't make the playoffs, you're out. Fucking simple. Put a little heat under his fucking ass. And if they, you know, what the fuck you got to lose? Who are you going to bring in there and change it in one year? You Nobody. won't. The question, though, is he's the second year and, and they haven't made any. No, they've they haven't made any progress. They've gotten Caldwell worse. left at and, nine and seven. And, and, and then you're, you're, was it Quadre Diggs? Yeah. The same him away to who Seattle. You draft, you draft really low and then you, tr- you, you trade him away. He's a pro bowler. He's, yeah, he's great. I don't, understand, I don't understand that. This is a, this well, is a fucking rocket scientist. Who's fucking so the defensive coordinator? That's some of your news. Let's take some shots. Um, I don't know. That blackberry whiskey was good, but I think I'm going to do another screwball peanut butter whiskey. <laughs> so I owe three shots. My would you rather? Two weeks in a row, I lost it, so I'm not playing this week. You suck. I picked Mixon as I can't get it up against those. Patriots, he went off last week. I, I, I guess he just waited until the last third of the season, but he had 100-plus and a touchdown. The Wolfpack beat us both 60% to 40 each. Do you have a problem with this at all? Because this is Mixon's, Mixon's on this same thing as last year, too. P- pretty slow, slow, slow. We're after week 10, week 11, pick start picking it up. Yeah, so, we talked about it last So here's last the game week. plan next year. Listened. Somebody write this down. The week of your trade deadline, right. pick up Joe Mixon. Because he's going to be trash and cheap. What did Wolfpack say? He dropped them three weeks ago for fuck's sake. Pick him up, trade for him at the trade deadline, and then he'll turn it on at the back hey, half. Well, we said Mixon's going to find his way to 10th place. Yes. I he's know. Gonna, he, he's already 13 as of last week. No he way. Through. Oh, yeah. He'll, he'll he be might top be, 10. He might be 10 now. There's no way. And, and it's going to mean fucking nothing in fantasy world because he won you nothing. nothing. He was not deserving of a roster spot, and he's going to finish at 10th place. I have a hard time buying this. Which is like, there. it's fucking unbelievable. Yeah. There are guys like him that at the end of the day, they're going to put up the stats to place you there, but... They're not worth the why you should, When you it's come to draft crazy. time, you don't right. just look at the stat. Picks <laughs> yeah. stat he's right there. He's 14, 13, somewhere in that yeah. range. Hard time buying into that fight. After this week, because he's going to have another huge week against the Dolphins. Dolphins. And he's going to be creeping into the top 10. And guess who's right after him? Nothing. Your boy Kamara. I know. Ooh. He's also he's trying to miss a bunch of time. Hey, I also lost a head to head matchup against the Bullfrog here. Whatever. Uh, Big Wiz, you got five shots this week because you've been in week 14 picked Emmanuel Sanders as your can't get yeah, up. And he, he threw a touchdown pass. He fucking, he, he went nuts. Uh, in our daily deep throw. Daily deep throw was the biggest bunch of bullshit last week. You lost by, you came in third place. Yeah, you couldn't even beat him in second. <laughs> I know, I lost by what? Bullfrog was first, I was second. You came in third by 0. .6. <laughs> 
points last week, you so you get to take that while. shot. You also lost a head-to-head matchup against the Bulldog because we share a team, and you lost two bets, both of them to me. In week 14, you picked Hyde to beat out Melvin Gordon. Uh, in week 15, you took the under on the Tampa Bay game, I think, because it was 50-something, or and uh, you were very accurate, wrong. Or are you just fucking making up shit? They're in there. Bullfrog, it's been a while since you've been here, but you got three in the paint, two in the stink. You lost. Shocker. Mm-hmm. Last week you picked uh, Deshaun Watson as your QB yeah. stud. We all had good studs last week, so you even know, though Watson yeah, was yeah, a 10, he was, he wasn't it wasn't good enough. You picked Ford as your flex. That was flex. contingent, but I'll take the loss. Yeah, you didn't give us another option, so you lose there. Would you rather? You lost it along with me. We both had 40% accurate against the uh, Wolfpack 60. You had Chicago winning last week, which was a huge mistake against Green Bay in Lambeau Field. I know you're not almost, a fan. Almost. It's been a while. I got down to the what? You seven did, on all those ladders? You owe one more, though, Garcia. You actually owe four. We actually took a bet. Miles Sanders for me. You took Mark Ingram in week 13. I won that one. There you go. Something you also you. bet. Something to you, but yeah, that's oh, you. Me? You owe that one. In week 13? Yes. I took it already. <laughs> we had a show in week 14 that you were there for. Well, then why, why am I taking this show? Because in week 14, you made that bet and haven't been back yet. Um, also, sir, Bullfrog, you bet uh, a Singletary versus Devonta Freeman one week. I don't know when it was. You lost that one. So you got five. I'm taking my second shot here. It's a peanut butter whiskey. Third. So let's go. I'll tell you what. The Blackberry's better than the peanut butter whiskey. I'm going to take my third shot here. That's going to be Bullfrog's own peach I'm saving for next week. Fuckers. You cannot do that. That's not an option. do whatever I want. I believe I'm the host. <coughs> okay, stat of the week. Wait, wait. Let me do my third shot. <laughs> What's this number for you? Four. Three. All right. I don't believe you. Three. Okay. There. I made it. I, I am... Going out on a limb here, but I'm going to say I am going to take down more bets than neither of you this year. This is my year on you bets. Yeah, you've been winning a lot of fucking bets. I can't wait to put it together. Sometime in the next handful of weeks, we'll do our uh, year in review where we look at how everybody did everywhere. I'm excited to see our... I know we talked some shit. I feel pretty good about my rankings. We talked some shit about our initial rankings. Wiz did a few weeks ago, but... I'm excited to look at it to see how we yeah, did. Too. Let's move on. I think both of you owe me more shots. Uh, but you can take them while we have a show. Big Wiz and his stat of the week. Stat of the week, sir. Going into week 16, folks. Give me these four running backs who have 90-plus targets heading into week 16. Where's McCaffrey? Yeah, there's number one. Yes. At, at total targets, 117. We talk about why he's not keeping oh. up because he's fucking yeah. overused. Who else? Averaging eight point four per game. That's a lot. It's fucking ridiculous. Is Kamara up there? I know he got hurt. Nope. You want me to tell you where Kamara's at though? Is Eckler up there? Eckler's yeah. a very good guess. He is number three. Okay. So Kamara is number six at eighty-seven. And he's yeah. tied with number five. Aaron also. Jones. Nope. No. Nope. Jamal Williams is right there with him. Almost a 50-50 split in targets. I think. Oh, so you guys have Eckler was number three at ninety-one. Zeke. You are missing number two and number four. Zeke? Nope. Nope. Let's... Zeke is outside the top ten at sixty. Aaron Jones has sixty. Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook has sixty-three. Barkley has sixty-five. Number two on this list 
is a ground oh, and pound. Fournette. Fournette's one of them. Fournette is sure. number he's two. Been, he's been a target monster. He has been a monster. Which is a shock. We it's his best it, year you know? of his career so far in his shorts. Third year? No third touchdowns, year? though, yeah. man. No touchdowns. Well, that, team, that team's killing him, yeah. Um, he's at 94. And you guys are missing number the fourth place here. He's at 90 exactly. Man. He's the number two running back on the team. James White? Singletary, James White is a very good guess. He's number five at 87, which is, does surprise me. Singletary's not in the top 15 yeah. here, buddy. Duke, um, Duke Johnson? Johnson is also in the top 15. He's at 51. Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen is at 90? at 90 targets. Hey, what was my projection? I said he was going to get a bunch. Well, and to Froggy's point, week 15, he got 10. Yeah. Okay. He's picked it up a little bit over the last few weeks. Last, yeah, the last, the last, last couple of weeks. Well, the last four, trash. week 12, he had nine, week 13, four, week 14, six, and 10. So, I mean, so like, he's had a huge uptick. We got, uh, we get to talk about, oh, take your picture. That's your fourth. No, I'm marking them right here. This is number five. No, because your tallies. Yeah, because your tallies are fucking real, <laughs> asshole. Oh, yeah. Kind of sweet. Kind of shitty. We have one week left in three in the pink, two in the stink. This last week, we had a new uh, comer to the top three. Two on one fantasy pod with 128 positive points. Fantasaurus Flex, the running back team. He's got a running back and a wide receiver team. His running back team also scored 128 positive points. And Dewey's Nuts, third place, 105. Which means on the year... I've got 1,087 points. Last year, Giancarlo Libertino won the whole thing with 846 positive points. My 1087 is much dominant to that. Fantasaurus Flex running back team at 622 was in second place. That's right, 465 points behind me. I think I get the jersey locked up. Yeah, you get to buy yourself your own. Look at that. Wait, you're buying this. Didn't we talk about this in the meeting? No. Okay. Wins! <coughs> Big week back in the third place, 478. Do you think you can take second? Um, how many points are behind? You are behind by exactly 144 points. I need. You need the running backs on Fantasaurus. One week. One week left. So you need to go plus 100. He's got to go minus 45. Oh, yeah, one week. Um, no, I won't. But I have. Can you lock up third? There's four or five teams that are right there with you at third. Uh, no, it's really St. Nicholas. And, that, and Jake's blog isn't too far behind. Well, you know, out of the three of us, I did finish in third last time, so I think I can consistently do it. I'm the only consistent one here, so yes. Yeah. I'll take my high floor, low, high ceiling, low floor. That's fine. I'm, I'm fine hoping to stay positive. What am I at now? I think 16. Plus 16? Is that That's what I'm at? all oh, you need. Bottom three on this week. Oh, so, Phantasaurus yeah. Flex... His running back team scored a 128, but his wide receiver team was a third from the bottom and a negative 85 this week. Floor killer. Remember floor killer from last year? No. Negative 86. And car guy, the guy who is likely to win our inaugural uh, flexual frustration fantasy league. He had a negative 111. Yeah, he's way down there. He's called <laughs> shove that car fax up your ass in our Fantasaurus fantasy uh, fantasy. I don't think flexual he's, he's, he doesn't sound very likable. I don't know him real well, but he does listen to the show. So, if you're listening, also... Well, hang on. Can we go back to Fantasaurus here? Just a, Fantasaurus just, has two fucking teams. What the fuck is this he shit? He refused... 
there were a lot of people that didn't understand the rules, and they gave me a ride. Ten dollars next year, motherfuckers. Right. He refused to change it. So what team is this? His running back team is killing it. His wide receiver team sucks shit. No, it's not bad. It's opposite of... He's in 12. Opposite. Some notes, guys. Look. Right now, the good doctor's 300 points beat. In last place, 300 points behind the next worst player. That's bad. He's bad. But Dewey's Nuts is 465 points ahead of the next best. Last week, Julian Edelman, negative 70, fucking 6. Not only did he hurt people in the 3 of the pink, 2 in the stink, but Julian Edelman... Knocked people out of their playoffs last week, out of their fantasy playoffs last week. He was the wide receiver eleven in fantasy going into the playoffs, and he has—he's obviously a little injured and a little hampered. That whole team is playing like trash right now, which is the opposite of the way the Patriots normally go, right? Yeah. But fucking Edelman is killing people right now. Is he going to play this week? He will play, but I—I I would be hesitant to put him in your lineup if you're. Playing in a championship. Him and, him and Cook knocked me out of the And the Bills had a good defense. I'm sad. I like the Bills to win this game. I do too. I picked it. Is it in Foxborough? No, it's in New England. No, it's, it's in Foxborough, yes. Yeah. But the way the Patriots are playing and the way the Bills are playing. I actually think Singletary's going to have a nice little game against that. He run probably will. Well, Mixon went ape shit. Right? Their run is not good. They just. They do you really trust. The games. If it comes out in the final minutes here, I trust Tom Brady over Josh Allen. I mean, Josh yes, Allen but, uh, but will it come down to the final minutes? The Patriots can't score points right now. They can't score. The Buffalo Bills can. It may not yeah, come down to the That's a huge problem. You know, since Brady's been so good for the last 10 years, they had Gronk on the outside, who is 6'7 and could win every matchup. They don't have that. They, have, they, they, they don't have that at all. They don't. They don't. What I read, I read somewhere today, like, one of their weapons, Muhammad Sanu, here's what it said. The next tackle Muhammad Sanu breaks will be the first tackle he breaks all season. Like, that's... that's He's really struggled since he went there. There's no... They have nobody. They have nobody... Nikhil Harry's trying to... Muhammad Sanu is a nice number third receiver. That's what he is. Yeah, he was in... See, I was reading an article about why some of these receivers struggle so bad, and... Apparently, like Brady in this offense relies on mid route adjustments. So and that, Edelman is like Edelman, the one guy Welker, that is on Welker the same fucking wave. Well, he's been as there Brady. for ten years. So all these other guys, Brady doesn't trust because their mid route, their mid route uh, reads yes. are different. So he's like, I'm not even gonna throw it to this guy. Well, this we're not on which, the same Which you've heard for a long time out of there. We've heard a long time that it takes a it takes a while for a receiver to adjust to this offense, and that's a part of the yeah. reason why. Like you, that's why those rookie receivers never pan out. Though. You can see why some of those dumb fucks just. <laughs> like you're expected to read the safety coming in in the middle of your route is, and adjust to it. Brady a racist because he, he clearly likes his white receivers. Well, yeah, it's just like yeah. this guy over here to my right. Look, I will say this though: there's a receiver in the last couple of years, in the last few years, that they adjusted that philosophy for, and that guy thrived. Moss. Or well, Moss was one, yeah. but Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks didn't adjust routes right. mid-fucking well, yeah, route. Right, he didn't run too many routes. He, he just ran did. down the right. goddamn field. There's a handful of receivers like a Moss right. or like a Brandon Cooks who would just stretch Man, the field. That guy right they'll now. do it, but they don't have it. They haven't and had Brady doesn't have any arm anymore. No, he doesn't. Throw Correct. <laughs> All right, um, let's see. Last thing, last note here I have for three in the pink two in the sink. David Johnson, he finished a running back 78. He's He's been supplanted by Kenyon Drake. That was a plus 73 for those of us that had him in there. Their uh, stink portion. I have a couple of questions about David Johnson for you guys here. Okay, he is he's on his he's on his uh, he's a free agent at the end of the season. He's on his contract year. 
obviously is not coming back to Arizona. Is there any chance he's draftable, viable as a fantasy guy next year? Any guesses as to where he might land? And more importantly, I want your very, very early take on what round in fantasy drafts do you expect David Johnson to go next season? Well, uh, if I remember correctly, I think before the season started, we were debating David Johnson, and I said maybe he's just not that good. And that he just had the one. Yeah. Okay, I asked here. some very specific so, questions, Bullfrog. Let's focus. So, is he leaving? Yes. Will he be viable? Viable again? Not in my eyes. I'll stay away. You can't answer that black and white. The question, gonna be the question, the question is where he goes. Depends where he ends up. I think you All know right. if he goes to a goofy team that. Uh, Houston. Fucking Houston. Kansas, Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there's. They don't use the running back, so. Depends but is it because they, Miami fucking they don't have it? Tampa Bay's a great one. Reunited his old coach. Fucking yeah, doesn't have that. In the last three years, doesn't have the same use. Um, but the bottom line is, no, you're not drafting him as number one or number two. You're taking a flyer deep round. What that guy pans round out. are you expecting David well, Johnson? I mean, he's going to go, go earlier than I'm oh, willing to draft him, I so I will the, not I mean, have him on my roster. So I have, we did the, the flexible position with both of you. I took Kareem Hunt, and he, he was guaranteed to play. In, in he's been eight. great lately. Okay, but I mean, like I took him in round fourteen, round yeah. eleven. So I mean, you're probably twelve and later. Yeah, but someone's going to take him earlier. I think if, if he lands on a different team, would so let me ask you. You would let you would let your you would let your competitors take him at twelve. Let me ask you this. Yeah, let's ask it this way, Bullfrog. What round? We don't know where he's going to be, but let's say he goes somewhere and he has a legit chance to be a a starter or at least the bulk of a committee. Yeah, I still don't believe in it, man. What round are you are you willing to take the shot on him? I, I know it's early. Fifth running back. So my fifth squad. running back is probably round twelve, like well, like Wiz said. Yeah, probably around there. Okay, yeah. so double digit rounds. God, how 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 far has this kid fallen? Jesus, but you're not wrong. I mean, Drake got, has been better, and so is fucking Drake, Edmonds. Drake's been Edmonds shit was better. Man. Edmonds Drake, was better. Drake's been phenomenal. Yeah, so he's seventeen touchdowns last week. Fuck I don't four. think it was 17. All right. That's three of the pink doing things. Everybody taking all their shots? Done. With you owe us another one? Yep. I took I'll, a sip of that one. It was not very good. I'll take one with you. Is that this? Yep. The bird dog? God, I don't, don't know why I sipped it, but it didn't like didn't that. That. I'm going to take the bird dog blackberry whiskey with you. You know why I don't know anymore? Bye. Bird dog out of Bowling Green, Kentucky. I want you to recognize what's happening here. I don't owe any more shots, but I'm willing to take a shot of whiskey for my friend. You're a, man. You're a true man. I am not. That's true. Thank you. That's true. Remember when your wife came over to my house and just talked all night about how she wanted to bang me? I do. Because I put on jeans and a t-shirt. She brought you over to That's all it took? I shaved my head. I put on a t-shirt and I put on some jeans. And she's like, damn. Damn, bro. Well, that was the look she was going for. She commented so, that as soon as I was going to leave, she was going to get her fucking toys out and fucking jerk off. Let's move on. We're going to go studs of the week and start talking about your fucking championship week. Hey, are you not taking shots because it's birthday party and last birthday party you it's came home drunk? It it's Christmas party, party. Oh, okay, it's but Christmas. that's in two weeks. So. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, he's, this is, you know, at end of the, this is, he's the next big thing. Studs. Let's start quarterbacks. Hello, quarterback. And I'm choosing Matt Ryan against Jacksonville. 
Uh, Jacksonville's a disaster. They just fired their fucking president, folks. They might keep their coach. Who the fuck knows? But they're 32nd against... Not likely. Not likely. I think they're going to. 32nd against the pass, folks. They Last six games, they've given up a ton of points. Ryan has put up 20 points in his last four straight games. <laughs> and Ryan, his last four games, has put up minimum 34 attempts in six cities and only two INTs. Here's the fact of the matter. Is Jacksonville's garbage. There are tough matchups across the board. I think there are other options I probably would have picked uh, in hindsight here. I like Dak without an AC injury. I like fucking Carson Wentz. Here's the only problem with Carson Wentz. He only has two healthy fucking yeah, re- no receivers. The receivers yeah. are actually his tight ends this week. Yeah. I, 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 I eliminated people here. I thought Mahomes was a decent choice. Good choice. Bears defense is actually... It's not bad. Well, average, Sometimes. Better than average. Better, it's better than average. still a top five defense here. Um, I just don't think there's that good of options. And I thought Matt Ryan... And even like Winston. Winston's good. He's not playing with Evans. He's yeah. not playing with Godwin. Broken thumb. And he's got a broken thumb. Uh, yes. what, what, what did, what did uh, Wolfpack say last week? Or uh, Dorian? Or uh, the Great White North say last week? Partially broken? or uh, Canadian or, bacon? Yeah, he was on the show last week. <laughs> you should listen. Um, <laughs> look at... I, 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 tell, tell me... I mean, I want to hear some input on this. Do you, do you guys think there's a better option elsewhere? I like it because... The Atlanta Falcons throw the ball more than anybody else. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Right? You like you like Jameis Winston on any given week because he throws the ball a lot. Well, Matt yep. Ryan throws it more. Yep. Julio Jones, healthy. Maybe they don't have Calvin Ridley this week, but... No, he's out. Do they need... I mean, I know they don't. Oh, okay. right? But do, he's on the IR, right? But Hooper's do they, there? Do they fucking need him? Hooper's back, finally, right? Who's who's stepping up for the Falcons as a number two? I know you got it on your paper. Gage, Russell Gage. Russell Gage no, has is been... It Russell? Yeah, Russell, Russell? Gage Russell? has been I good. I throw around Russell a lot. No, you don't. <laughs> Russell. That's his name. Russell? <laughs> yes. Gage. Okay. All you need is Julio Jones. Julio Jones, by the way, should be in everybody's daily lineups this week. I don't know if he is yet, but he's questionable. Fucking put him. He's quite, You got a Q tag on him. He's always got the Q tag. He's always. He, oh, except the, the motherfucker I put him in, and then he sat out that one game. But the bottom line, I guess here's the question: Is you guys okay with this pick compared to uh, elsewhere? Because there are other options. I thought Jared Goff going no, against 49. You think that 49ers because of the last few games when, when they lost that shoot or they won the shootout in, in uh, against New Orleans. They're actually defensively, the amount of points they give yeah. up each week is in the high 20s. Yeah, but some of those defensive guys are playing. Sherman's back. He's a little banged up, but he's back. It's in San Fran. Look, that's a tough, I don't, that's I don't, Sherman hate your Matt Ryan pick, right? It, I like Ryan. He seems like a dark horse because the Falcons suck, but they throw it a lot, and Matt Ryan is still a, a decent quarterback. I just don't think there's, there's not that many, a lot options. of top, a lot of top end guys. I'm curious to see what Bullfrog here is going to tell us about. Daily quarterback options because a lot of the top guys that are probably going to cost a lot, not great matchups, injuries, injuries to the receiving core, like you said. So yeah, not a bad. Team. So the only thing I don't like about it is that he's my quarterback in my big money league, and every time you pick someone from my big money league <laughs> roster, they fucking tank. Tank. Yeah, yeah, appreciate that. No problem, buddy. It helped you out. Hit us with a running back stud. Shit, I think I'm on my third guy on this list here. I uh, had a couple other guys, and then just, just, just. Within an hour, I've changed it up to a guy that, uh, why not? Because I showed so much hate for this guy. I cannot guy believe you're ending this season. season. I this just want to do the full cycle. This is, this is my point right here, fantasy fucking players, is that as much as you know a guy is shitty, it's all about matchups and opportunity. And this is the week that Joe Mixon has the potential to be a number one Stud of the week running back. He is playing against the putrid Miami Dolphins defense. 
He's getting all the opportunities for this team. I think he's getting about an 85% snap share the last couple weeks. So Gio's kind of fallen down the list a little bit compared to what he was this middle of the season. They're allowing 178 yards per game to opponent opposing running backs. Uh, Saquon Barkley just had his fucking game of the season last week. Saquon had sucked all season until he got to face the Dolphins last week. Uh, what better week for Joe Mixon to blow up because no one's got him on their championship roster? Because if you had Joe Mixon as a, your number one or two running back, I don't think you made it to the championship round. We were talking about that. He did nothing to win you matchups. So what better week for a guy like Joe Mixon to go ape shit and to fucking get himself into the top 10 fantasy running backs for the season, which will mean absolutely nothing. Here's the good and the ugly of, of what you just listened. The good is in the last four weeks, since week 11, he is number the number fourth overall running back. It's phenomenal, folks. Ridiculous. Um, and here's the bad thing. is Miami's defense, running-wise, actually is not that bad. Yes, but... Come on, I mean, it's, it's, it's not, stat-wise, it's not bad, but they do give up lots of points. It, it, it's, part of the reason it's not that bad is because recently, as Fitzmagic has come on strong over the last, what, five, six weeks, yeah. teams are passing against them. Correct. They can't stop the run. Yep. It's just that people aren't They can't running. stop fucking anyone. They haven't, they've, they have not allowed less than 114 yards on sure. the ground. And Joe Mixon's getting 83% of the touches, which means he's pretty much guaranteed 100 yards. At least. Are you, are you willing to bet that? Game total yards? Guaranteed 100. I'll, I'll bet 100. I thought you were saying rushing. Rushing. I'll give him 100. Rushing? I'll bet that. Yeah, 100 rushing yards. I mean, Joe I Mixon. think they'll probably get it, but I'm going to bet it. You're going to bet him too? Fuck no. You're an idiot. <laughs> Winning a lot of bets. I'm going to talk about. Are you done? Yep. Good. Because I'm going to talk about my stud of the week. I fucking went. I, I went to the well on this one, guys. I picked a player that nobody would have put in this stud of the week. But I fucking believe in Will Fuller this week to be the wide receiver start of the week. Got Tampa Bay, right? Tampa Bay is still the worst team against fantasy wide receivers. Gives up more points than anybody else. Over just the last two weeks, here's a couple of wide receiver studs against this defense. Danny Amendola last week, eight catches, 102 yards. Zach Pascal the week before that, 574 and a touchdown. How about Marcus Johnson in the same game, three catches, 105 and a touchdown. Tampa Bay can't stop receivers from scoring points. Not surprisingly at all, Will Fuller, while he's played, yes, he's been hurt because that's what he does. But while he's played, seventh in average depth of target on the season. We know Deshaun Watson likes to chuck the fucking ball deep to your boy Will Fuller. Uh, his 23 deep targets on the year put him 13th overall in the league. That is despite the four games that he's missed. He is 13th in the league in deep targets. What I want, want, want to say here with this bullet point is just we know who he is. Watson chucks the ball down the fucking field as far as he can. Will Fuller runs underneath it, catches, and scores. Marcus Johnson did that to him two weeks ago and went for 105 and a touchdown. We've seen Will Fuller even this year. Go for 150 plus in multiple touchdowns. Last season, how many times in a row did he go 150 multiple touchdowns? This week, if Will Fuller's hamstrings can hold up, I know he's a little questionable, but there's no doubt that he's going to play. If they can hold up the whole game, I will guarantee 150 and at least two touchdowns against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'll I'll take the under on that bet. 
Um, <clears throat> I, I gotta take that. Back. <laughs> okay, we're double dipping us. This is the week. Quick, quick question for you about this. You know, I, I always picked up Kenny Stills and I beat both your asses. Time out. Time out. I started that statement by saying if his hammies hold up, if he goes out, if he gets injured before this game's over, this bet's no null and void, right? Yeah, but if he gets injured in the middle of the game, it's, it's, it's no, 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 no. Before the game's over, null and void. That if his no. hammies hold up, he's 150 no, 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 two. No. no. Th- that's what you can read the line. That's the bet. Go ahead and say what your say your piece. Well, here's another question about this. This is Kenny Still. If I were to pick him up, I would have beat both your asses in daily. Um, and it was disappointing. I, I played Will Fuller, and he still got he still got you decent points. It's fine. The question is, is, are you concerned about Kenny Stills or some random person taking away the TDs? And, and that's why I think there's a huge, that's where Will Fuller is either going to go off or he's going to come back. This is a question that I asked last year at least twice, but it was about Kiki Kuti. Mm-hmm. Are you concerned about Kiki when he was healthy? Yep. And the answer that both of you gave me is the answer I'm going to give you now. They're, 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 they have nothing to do with each other. Kiki Kuti and Kenny Stills are slot receivers that catch short intermediate rounds. I agree with rounds. you on that. Will Fuller, all he does is, is go deep. Yeah. So either the play is go deep or the play is don't go deep. These two guys do not interfere with each other's production at yeah, well, I don't hate Kenny Stills as a flex. But here's the here's the only problem I have is that Kenny Stills and Kiki Kuti take away points in the red zone, and I get that. But if if, if they fill can't take the top off and they just they just keep it underneath, that's when Will Fuller doesn't produce. Yeah, I think if I, I'm a listener right now. I take the under. It's a safe bet. Um, well, it's a big bet. It's, it's a, a big bet that you just a made. I'm not afraid. It's, it's a bold bet, but I'm I mean, I, I'm there with you. The Tampa Bay's a bad defense. There's so many points in this game. What you're seeing is not a bad way to go. Houston is still trying to win their division. I know. Right. This, Remember, this is a game where they're coming to fucking play. Play to win, man. Remember they that, do it. that that game against Atlanta? He he could have had five. Yes. And he what? He stepped out like on the one or. Couple crazy plays. He could have had five fucking touchdowns that game. What's the matter? Big boy can't get it up. Interesting people here, folks. Yeah, we we went. I want to hear. Uh, let's let's go. Let's go with the big ways first because well, I, I love Froggy. Has to go first because he has numbers. Out no, there. I just every time you put every time you say this guy's name in a negative light, it makes me happy. Stems from last year's hate. Froggy, I'm listening, because I also like your pick, though, too. All right, go ahead. Because he's my favorite person, and he's one of the best players I like, but he just hasn't ever produced anything. <laughs> you do love him. Ooh, did I write something down? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'll, I'll fucking start. No, I got it right here. I'm good. Leonard, I'm going with Fournette. Leonard. His name is Leonard. Leonard. I'm going with Fournette uh, against this Atlanta defense here, who hasn't been awful against the run. Not great, but not not terrible. Uh they are 13th best, actually, in point per opportunity to opponent running backs. 13th best. They've only given up one top 10 running back since week 5. They have, on the season, given up two 100-yard running backs. Um, so... Overall, that Atlanta run defense has been pretty stingy as far as blow-up games or even great games. Uh, and, and Leonard Fournette's just kind of fallen down. He's kind of fallen off a cliff these last few weeks. I don't know if you want to chalk it up to just Jacksonville fucking being terrible. If Fournette's... Has he ever seen this many... I mean, I know what his rookie year he had pretty high volume, but this is, so, this uh, is, is this his highest-touched year probably of his career. Uh 
He might be running a little low on gas, but over his last three games, he's averaging 2.95 yards per carry, uh, no touchdowns. On the season, he only has three rushing touchdowns, zero receiving touchdowns, even though he's got 90 targets. That's got to be the worst ratio in the NFL, no question. 90 targets, zero touchdowns. Bad, uh, bad. He, on the season, he's only got Although, five games. As a, as a math guy, isn't 30 targets to zero touchdowns the same ratio as 90 targets to zero touchdowns? Yes. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's, but, you can't really say worse mathematically. Zero touchdowns zero to, to zero touchdowns. Opportunity, buddy. The probabilities. Uh, he's only had five games this year of over four yards per carry. So again, he's kind of one of those guys that really banks on the big games to pad his season stats, and I just don't see this being a game where he can blow up for one of those big games. Yeah, he's going to get the volume, but his volume's gone down a little bit as well these last few weeks. Uh, I, I just, I just, I think Atlanta's going to be able to score some points, and if Jacksonville does, it's going to be Minshew, not Fournette. DJ Shark may be back in the lineup this week as well. Uh, I think it's really interesting. If you rewind at all and look at some of our past episodes where the Wiz was screaming Fournette's name, saying Fournette's great, Fournette's great, Fournette's great, his arguments were the exact opposite of what we're seeing from him right now, right? He's saying it doesn't matter if he gets the volume because his efficiency with the volume he's got is insane. Like, he gets so many yards per touch. Like, he doesn't need the catches because he can run like crazy, run over Rudy. Right now, that's Derrick Henry, baby. He's got the volume. Yeah. But he doesn't have the efficiency. It's interesting that that happened on this team this year. It's interesting on that team, and, and, and also keep in mind, when, when he was a rookie and came into the league, they had a, the very best defense in the league. They were always yeah. ahead, and then, I mean, better O-line. Better off, sure. everything about it was better. Now they're always playing from behind. Him and Derrick Henry have a lot of similarities. I feel like as players, they're big as players. Yeah. So, Henry's so, having a hell of a year. Speaking of yeah. Derrick Henry, in yes, the season. So I am also, uh, you know, kicking it up, guys. I'm going with Derrick Henry against these Saints, folks. Another big fucking running back, and I like big running backs. Um, yes, he's going to get the carries, he's going to get the touches. Here's the interesting part, folks. They're, they're going to play from behind here. They're not going to get ahead. Um, and Tannehill has just had put up big numbers. I think two weeks ago he put up 36 attempts, 279 yards. Week before that, I think it was 54 attempts um, and 300-some th- yards. Tennessee has to win this game, and the Steelers have to lose this game to get in the playoffs, right? There's only so many games here, but the Saints only give up 107 yards per game. That's what they average, folks. Three weeks ago against Freeman, 51 yards. Two weeks ago against 49ers, fucking one of the better offensive lines in the game. The Monster only, Moster only went for 69 yards. Okay, the simple fact of the matter is, in last week, Mac, when they destroyed fucking goddamn Indianapolis, went for 19 yards. Yeah, the fact of the matter is, they just, 12, yeah, 11, 11 touches. 11 touches. Yeah. They just don't give up a lot of yards here, so expect Henry to get the touches. That, that's not going to be the question. He's just not going to give you, I don't, I don't, I don't see a touchdown, and I don't see a big, I don't see him busting a touchdown. He's not going to bring an 85-yard fucking longest touchdown run of, in history. Correct. It takes forever to happen. Let's not let's not forget also that Derrick Henry hasn't spent much time in practice this week. Right, I don't He's know. Still banged up, banged up, or something. I think. It's it, the reports are that they're just giving him time off, but like he's he's a little bit beat up. So, but the Saints, the Saints, the Saints are a good defense still. Not a terrible 
I do like that pick, but I, I just have that feeling the Saints are in for a little bit of a letdown. Spot. Here's the only concern I have after after yeah. Breeze does his fucking record emotional yeah. highs yeah. of all his and records. on the road where he kind of uh, that, that that's where my concern is. Last yeah. week they were on the turf at home. Yeah. This week they're traveling Tennessee and grass, and they just don't play the, the same. Just a little bit of a letdown spot where maybe Henry gets a little more involved than you think. Let's talk. There's a letdown to be a closer game. I don't think it'll happen defensively though. Yeah. Talk another running back here for my can't get up spot. I'm going to pick Aaron Jones. So look, Aaron Jones I said it the other week. He's 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 so hot and cold this season. Uh, it, it it's kind of ridiculous. This week, the Green Bay Packers play against the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota's only given up double digit fantasy points to running backs in one game since Week Ten. That was to Seattle. Now, granted, Rashad Penny and Chris Carson both had double digit. Fantasy points, but their average on the season, 8.3 fantasy points. All season long, that's their average two running backs. Now, Aaron Jones has, like I said, hot, cold, hot, cold. He's had as many bust games as he has had boom games in the last six weeks, right? He's gone for three and a half, three and four fantasy points in three of those, 27, 17, and 27 in the other three of those. The real interesting thing is when you look at the opponents that he's done these things in, okay? So when you look at uh, those boom games where he's done crazy things, 27, 17, and 27, if he did it against the uh, a bottom seven rush defense, and then he did it against the Bears, uh, who forget how to play football whenever they go to Lambeau Field, which is ridiculous. And, and to be honest, the Bears may not on the season be that low of a rush defense, but in the past, I don't know, 10 weeks, they've not been good against running backs. Right. Um, Aaron Jones scored two touchdowns against them, both in the second half, which helped Bullfrog to beat us. In those bust games for Aaron Jones, he played San Francisco. That was a top two defense, so that makes sense. But one of them was against the New York Giants, middle of the road. And the other was against the L.A. Chargers, a bottom 11 rush defense. So you can't even say, hey, look, he sucks against good run defense. It's just, it, it feels really fucking random when he decides to come and play and when he doesn't. Minnesota's been a, the ninth toughest defense against fantasy running backs all year. I think this is one of those games where Aaron Jones really struggles. Maybe Jamal Williams gets an uptick because LaFleur is not afraid to say, hey, Jones, you're not playing well. We're going to give the rest of the snaps to, to Jamal Williams. 55 to 45% snap share pretty much all season long. Uh, for these two guys in this backfield, which means I don't I don't care what's going on. Even in the boom games for Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams is on the field. This is a tough matchup. It's a matchup in which Aaron Rodgers is going to have to throw the ball a lot. And unless Aaron Jones finds the end zone a couple more times, like he did last week against the Bears with only 50-some yards rushing, this is going to be uh, this is going to be a bust week for him, I think. Look for those single digits. I don't mind the pick. I think it's a good pick. Um... Out of the three of us who just listed, I think yours it has the it has the scariest. Um, well, because Aaron Jones' ceiling is CMC's ceiling. I don't know if it's that. To me, it's, it's the most inconsistency. Like you just said, bus games. Why? One against San Fran, one against New York Giants, LA. LA. It's just it's random. It yeah. doesn't matter. Who, who the hell knows? He's either going to get the touches or touchdowns. He, or he comes not. out and he wants to play or he doesn't. Yeah. Right? I played. Okay, so this is a very, very close relative situation. I played adult rec league sand volleyball last year. <laughs> I'm a very good, I'm a very good volleyball player. I played professional beach volleyball for a year. I toured with the AVP. I'm very good at it. But there were a couple of games last season where I came out and I just, 
Let me tell you what happened. One week, right before the game, I jerked off, and then I went to play. Gosh, mojo. And I couldn't find the competitive spirit, because I was so relaxed. And I told everyone on my team, I'm sorry, but it was a bust game you against a shit. Why. I did. <laughs> it was a bust game against a was shit that the one team. I, watch? I was just calm, <laughs> cool, and collect. No, it wasn't, unfortunately. That one got better after you left, but... Uh, you just don't know why these things are going to happen. They do, though, and you just kind of deal with them as they come. But I, I like Aaron Jones. I like Aaron Jones because he can't get it up. Spe- speaking of Aaron Jones, listen to this trade in Please. from our Dynasty League. Oh my this goodness. is the trade that I got Aaron Jones from. Are okay. This? this was May 28th. Yeah, I gave up Duke Johnson and Odell, and I got back Aaron Jones, DJ Moore, and Hawkinson. Jesus I think Christ. Great trade. It's a good me. trade. Yeah. yeah, there's a reason you're in the championship. You did a lot of really good work. You got very lucky on some of these guys. <laughs> Let's go flex. Hide your kids. The boys are flex trafficking again. Was you kick us off here. Who's your flex trafficking We talked player? about it earlier, and I told you a, a player that or a team that I was I was scared to take the quarterback here, and it was Philadelphia. You wanted this guy for your flex too, Bull? Yeah, Friday's gonna be the finger. He's on my fucking dynasty roster, oh. trying to win a championship, and you fucking got a pick. He jerks off to goddamn nuts, and he gives me the finger most time. But um, I'm gonna go with Philadelphia's Dallas Goddard. Um, and I told you this before. The fact of the matter is, is they have down to two two healthy receivers, and it's not. Elshon Jeffrey, who's out for the year. And Aguilar is probably not going to play. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside is listed as limited in practice, folks. They're down to their tight ends as the receivers, and they're good tight ends. Um, they're playing for the playoffs. And Dallas gives up the fifth most points at 27 points per game, and they give up the 300 yards passing per game, folks. Dallas plays... An old defense. They don't adjust very well. And Doug Peterson is going to fucking throw the ball. I like Goddard here. I expect six receptions, 80 yards, and a TD. Ooh. I think it's, it's a good opportunity, again, to put up points here just on who Dallas Goddard is. I like and it's it. it's in Philly. He started in my damn dynasty championship, boy. I need it. I need that. So did you buy into that or no? Did I hear you say 80 yards and a touchdown? Yeah. Six How confident do you feel in... In those numbers. I'll take it. So that basically you're saying What's that? 17, 17 fantasy points? 17 half points. I'll give you a 15 or... point over under on the half. Half point PPR. You're going to give me 15 points. Yeah. It's a point PPR. You want to take a full point PPR. In a full PPR, then it's 18, 19. Uh, 15. Well, you, you said 15. We all only do things in half. I am taking, I will give you 16 and a half. 16 and a half and a full? Yeah. It's up there. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't make a bet on my guy. I, I need are it. You, why so are you scared of this pick? I'm not. I'm, I'm all right with it because every pick you play on my fucking guys, they shit. I'm going to hard year to win. I'm going to jump in here because I want to talk about my flex player. Another guy on my fucking roster for championship week. You're, <laughs> you're welcome. I'm going to pick Golden Tate versus the Washington Redskins here. The Redskins have been a middle of the road to relatively good pass defense. In fact, if you if you break this down outside wide receivers, the Redskins do a pretty good job of slowing them down all year. However, sixth worst against slot receivers on the season. You may or may not remember if you're a Bears fan, you do. 
Taylor Gabriel's huge half, three touchdown half. Remember that, Wiz? Yes. That came again. You don't remember that? You look at me like I'm crazy. When Taylor Gabriel yeah, scored three that. touchdowns in the first half. That was garbage. That, I fucking hate that, that shit. That was against the Washington Redskins. In fact, 10 of their 16 receiving touchdowns came against slot receivers. Slot receivers perform against the Washington Redskins. Golden Tate, what, 80% of his routes have been run out of the slot this year with all three of their receivers healthy, Slayton Shepard and himself. He's going to play all of those snaps there. While uh, Daniel Jones and Golden Tate have been on the field together, Golden Tate has been uh, the target monster on this team. Leads in targets from Daniel Jones, 57-45 to 45 over, over Slayton, who's number two. Daniel Jones loves the slot receiver. Daniel Jones loves Golden Tate because he's reliable as fuck even in his old age. He's one of those slot guys who will catch the ball, make sure he's in the right spot at all times. And the Redskins can't fucking defend the slot, which Wiz, I'm telling you, it's the hardest position on the field to defend. Give me some Golden Tate to put up some numbers against the Redskins here and win you your championship in your flex spot. I guess I'll have to start him. Start him. I like it. I wouldn't, personally. I, I, I this this, this is a game you just don't trust. That's the problem here. You ever just you ever just want to go with that fuck it, go with it pick? Nope. <laughs> fuck the stats because I own him in Dynasty and I want him to do good. So sure, you're just going to say pick Give it, it to, us. to be a flex starter. Kind of where I'm at with this guy, yeah. Ronald Jones. I, I was kind of one of the few hyping him up in the early season. He's you, been all right. He's been him. all right. You he's been all right. He's not, he has not been consistent, but he's been okay. He's been all right. Uh, it's at Tampa Bay playing in the first game of the weekend. You know, no Thursday night game this week. They're going to be facing Houston tomorrow uh, in that first game tomorrow. Triple header. Uh, Ronald Jones is on the field. More than the other two running backs when Tampa is trailing, which I liked that statistic. Uh, I, I think the Texans are obviously the better team. So one would think come late in the game, uh, Tampa will be trailing. So Ronald Jones, maybe we'll get some more opportunities then. Uh, should be a high-scoring game. Uh, and again, Jameis is losing his receivers Godwin out, Evans out, Scotty Miller, who came off the IR and scored a touchdown last week, is Bowling Green already. State University Falcons. They're baby. down to Rashad Perry and Justin Watson. Outside, I don't know any other receivers on their team other than those. There's two a guy guys. named Hyman. Hyman, Pierce Hyman. I don't know what his first name is. But no, it's it's the Heimlich. Torn Hyman? No, it's definitely Hyman. I promise you. It's a guy named Hyman. So I think the running backs, they, they, I mean, them and the tight ends have to be a little more involved in the passing game as well. And we've seen some games where Ronald Jones has had five, six receptions. So I think this can be a game where he gets five or six opportunities in the passing game, 10 to 12 carries. And against a, in, in a high-scoring game, I, I can see him scoring a touchdown and scoring you 15, you know, 15 fantasy points. That's what I'm hoping for, anyway. I'm not making a bet, so don't look at me <laughs> like that. But that's what I'm hoping for. So just say fuck it and take Ronald Jones. Now that's a stream. Quarterbacks, Bullfrog! Ugh. 
Wasn't a big fan of having the quarterback spot this week. You shut your fucking mouth. You come on the show more often, I'll let you pick. I should just say, tell you fucking start Greer in his first fucking career NFL start. No, you shouldn't. You might not be welcome back to the show if you said that. <laughs> so I guess I'll take Fitzmagic, but I'm a little nervous about the weather there. It's going to be the worst weather game of the week. Lots of rain, a little bit of wind, but I'm sure these guys are pros. They've played in this shit before, so I'm going to hope it doesn't impact them too much. Uh... Against the Bengals, uh, funny statistic here. Ryan Fitzpatrick leads the Miami Dolphins in rushing on the season That's with stupid. 217 yards. That's stupid. It's fucking impressive to all those. Is it? To all those Miami running backs. <laughs> I mean, you know. if, if you're like the doctor and a Miami Dolphin fan, are you just are you going to buy from remember, the corner? Or I remember you in my initial running back rankings, I think I had Kenyon Drake at like 12. Bulls. I mean, he's kind of bouncing back. Playing well now, yeah. Uh, Fitzpatrick's going to get you a little points on the ground. He's having 33 yards per game over his last three or four games. He's averaging 37 pass attempts over his last couple games. Uh, 8.12 yards per attempt, which is the third highest in the NFL. I brought up that statistic last week in our uh, Stats of the Week. So he's right there towards the top of the group with Tannehill and Cousins and Stafford, who's on the IR now. Uh, again, a little bit of bad weather, but you know he's the king of junk time, especially in the a matchup against the Bengals. Man, it's just Fitzpatrick is one of those guys that's like fourth quarter, minute and a half left. He's still chucking. He's still getting you points, and that's the kind of quarterback you want to stream. Look, dude. So, so we are in week sixteen. Okay, so like you, like you said, you are playing for championships. You're playing for money here. Are you willing to tell that our listeners to play Fitzmagic over people like Garoppolo, Dak? Dak, even Jared Goff, who have who have who who, who lack consistency in hard matchups, I would I would start him over Goff. Oh, easy against Sam Fran. Yes, you both agree to that. Yes, and how the other two? Uh, Jimmy G. Jimmy G. against LA. I love his some Garoppolo, but yeah, Jimmy Jimmy G. is so Jimmy inconsistent. G. He's he's just not. Yeah, I don't he, think I'd start him over Jim, but like, you know, in, our, in our super flex, in our super flex league, I'm starting him. You know, I could over, start someone else. Over Dak? No, I don't think so. Okay. Right. Like, well, fuck, in Dynasty, he's available. Fitzpatrick's on the wire. I could pick him up today and start him over Dak tomorrow, but. We'll do it. I don't think I can do it. Right. If it was better weather, I might think about it. Maybe. But that weather scares me a little bit. Let's talk tight end, uh, streamers here. Um, this is this is tough because it, if you're still playing and it matters to you at this point, either you're playing for a championship or you're just trying to avoid being humiliated by some ridiculous punishment. But I'm telling you this week to play O.J. Howard. And I know it's fucking hard to do because O.J. Howard has been, if it wasn't the tightest, tight end position, O.J. Howard might be considered one of the biggest busts of the season because he's been just trash. 43% owned in Yahoo, which means he... Qualifies for streamer status. He does lead uh, Cameron Brait in targets over each of the last four games. But the the more important in pieces of information here are this. You know, Bullfrog said it a minute ago. Everybody's hurt on this team. There aren't any fucking receivers left. Legitimately, the wide receiver three is a guy named Hyman that you've never fucking heard of. I couldn't tell you his first name. Bullfrog will find it for yeah, me in just a second. Uh, but last week, when Godwin got hurt, 
when Scotty Miller got hurt, the tight end target target number jumped from an average of six targets per week to the tight ends to 15 last week because nobody else is worth throwing the ball to on this team. Now, look at the other side of the field. Tampa Bay plays Houston. Houston has been burned by big, fast, athletic tight ends on the season. Just a couple of examples. Last week, Jonu Smith, who is a big, fast, athletic tight end, went for 100 yards. Noah Fant, a couple of weeks ago, had his big breakout game on the season before getting hurt. 113 yards on a score. Even Hireman, your boy, high, 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 came in. In relief in that same Denver game and scored. Houston can be beat by fast tight ends. Cameron Braid is not speedy. OJ Howard is. OJ Howard leads in targets. If you need to stream a tight end, if that's your game, OJ Howard is not the worst option. What is Hyman's first name? Intact. I mean, Ishmael. Ishmael. Ishmael Hyman. You can either trust Ishmael Hyman. But you can trust OJ fucking Howard, guys. Can, can you give our listeners who else we're talking about in the tight end? Like who's who's in the same line right now that or the same comparable person as Howard? Do you have an idea on that? Or are we gonna come back to that? Give me a second, and I'll tell you who you should start him over this week. Alright. So the only guys that I say for sure start over my boy would be Zach Ertz against Dallas. Uh, Mark Andrews because he's healthy. Darren Waller with a big week last week. Austin Hooper because there's not a lot of options there. But outside of that, not Doyle because Doyle hasn't done shit now. Outside of that, I would take I would take OJ Howard. Hunter Henry's probably right there too. Yeah, I would take him over Jared Cook, who's been great lately. Jared Cook's been awesome. I would take him over Dallas Goddard. No, nope. I would take him over Hollister, who's the starter in nope. Seattle. No, nope. I would take him over. Here, here's here's something, okay? I say three no's right there. I would take him over George Kittle. No. Ooh. There's four. Playing against the Rams. You're an idiot. No. You, want, you want to make that bet? No way. I will make oh, that bet. You want to make that bet? Yes. No. How many you want? I'll take, two, I'll take two of those four. I'll pick Kittle. No, no, no. I'll take Kittle versus fucking yeah, Howard straight, straight up. up. Okay. I will take that bet. You're saying, you're saying what? If he beats one of the two you pick? I was willing to take... They, they asked me both, but since you 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 put straight the on that. up, yeah. Kittle Certainly. versus Howard, I'm taking it. I will take that bet. You want to go with me there? I said earlier I was winning this fucking show in bets, and I'm trying to lose it. Let <laughs> you guys have that. Yay! But I agree with Wiz on that. One. Yeah, is that even close? I don't think so. Yeah, I'm gonna give you guys here for glory a, win here. A defensive yes. streamer, folks. We said it earlier. I I, I told Froggy to pay attention to this. I am picking the Jets against Pittsburgh. Oh, it's gonna be a low-scoring game, folks. Jets only give up seventeen point six points per game. That's number five overall. We talk about how shitty the Jets are. It's really not they're not that shitty of a defensive team. Strong front seven. They've got a very strong front seven. Very team. strong. Okay, they, they have a fair defense here. But the back end, the Jets only give up two hundred seventy-four yards per game, which is number two overall in the air. Okay, they're not that bad. It's just they're just. Gates is an idiot. We yes. know these things. They're just not a very good team. It doesn't mean the defense is bad. Duck threw four hundred interceptions last game, right? He's still starting. Pittsburgh Lee is twenty fifth, twenty sixth overall with twenty five turnovers. Okay, they turn the ball over. What do we tell our listeners? You want to play fucking defenses? 
that it doesn't don't pay attention to what they point to him up. But the fact of the matter is when they when if they're gonna go against teams that turn the ball over positive Pits, point Pits, production. Pittsburgh is one of those turnovers. teams. They're gonna put up points here. It's a great team to play, great stream and option. This could win your championship. I, I think OJ Howard has a better chance of winning your championship than the Jets. I do not over George Kittle. No. It's fine. It's not fine. none of my championship matchups play defenses. What? None of them do? None of them left. The only one that did was the neighborhood in the mountain. The fucking the defense spot. I'm on the Or no, my big money is, but I got Baltimore. I'm You're not starting over Baltimore, are you? Baltimore against the Browns? You gotta start Baltimore. You start Baltimore. Yeah, you start Baltimore. Yeah. Alright. Baltimore will beat up. Daily Deep Throat. We've talked about quarterbacks. It's an interesting spot because when you go through, you know, the worst... This is what I want to hear. This is what I want to hear. When you go through the worst defenses against quarterbacks, it's kind of been... So, like, those guys, season long, all those defenses haven't been as bad lately. So, like, Phillip Rivers... Plays against the worst pass defense in the NFL, according to Fantasy Oakland. But they've been a little better lately, and Rivers has been fucking trash. Russell Wilson plays against, like, number two. But the game script's not that good for Russell Wilson. They're home against the Cardinals. Andy Dalton is number three, but can you trust the Cincinnati Bengal quarterback? So, I've got four names written down currently on my daily... List for quarterbacks, and that is Will Greer. Oh Jesus Christ! At a minimum price. I'm so interesting. Will Greer, if he can get you 15 at 4,300 on DraftKings, I bet he gets you three. Well over. I bet he well gets you over. three. Matt Ryan, second guy on my list. Big Wiz already brought him up as stud of the week as a quarterback play. Uh, again, they are facing the Jaguars, who have basically been giving up at football in the second half of these games lately. <laughs> Uh, Dak Prescott's on my list because it's a great matchup, but he's fucking terrified. And the Eagles have been terrible. And then Jameis is on my list, but again, God. So as 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 Dweez Nuts has mentioned, man, quarterback is a tough spot for the Sunday slate, especially because you well actually you miss Jameis on the Sunday slate too, so you got to take Jameis off. it's probably going to be a lot of Matt Ryan. I really think so. And I'm going to sneak Greer into one lineup just so I can stack stud running backs and see what happens. Let me ask you guys this question. What do you think about uh, Carson Wentz here? Because I was considering Wentz. I like I, Wentz. I like Wentz a lot. What concerns me is he, his best receivers are – you're strictly going off of Godair? Yes. <laughs> or Goddard. Right. <laughs> it hurts. He, I mean, his – Aguilar is good, but he's not great, and he's probably not going to play. Our second late time, limited in practice. Yeah. yeah other, I'm all right with wins. The other name that I didn't hear you say is Ryan Tannehill. New Orleans yeah. is bad against the pass. And again, playing from behind. And he's been a stud. A.J. Brown has been very good because of him. I just, I just see this so as like, like it. yeah, I just see it. I just see it as a game where the Saints go on the road, so they know they're not going to be as good offensively. So their defensive steps up, and it's a little bit lower scoring game than it's like last year when we talked about a game when Saints went to somewhere, and you guys were like, "Oh, that's going to be a fucking three hundred points," you know, and it was fucking Nothing. low score. I just that's kind of what I see on that one. Uh, good memory. Anyway, 
You know what the over under like it was fifty. Yeah, it's pretty. It's fifty one, fifty here. It's, it's going down a little bit then. It has gone down. Anyway, that's why well, you look on the computer like, screen like, and it's gonna be the <laughs> down. Shit changes. Oh, no. seems like an under. Would you would would, would you be willing to take the under in that? No. Probably. I'd probably take the under on that one. Yeah, but how willing would you be? <laughs> At fifty, I'll take the bet. That's Alright, keep going. I'm sorry we keep interrupting. Running backs. Running backs. Again, I like the studs this spend week. Spend up. Yeah, I think it's going to be a spend up week. I mean, if, if I'm going to play Greer, I'm going to sneak Saquon, CMC, and Carson into my lineup. And throw some cheap wide receivers in there. Joe Mixon, he's going to be in a lot of my lineups. Because, again, I think he's going to be stud of the week at running back. Marlon Mack is a guy that I don't trust a whole lot, but the matchup doesn't get any better than what he has home against the Panthers, who have been putrid against the run lately. But again, so do you do you recency bias a little bit because he's been terrible, but it's a spot where if they gave him 25 carries, he could go crazy. Kenyon Drake against the... Who do they got? They've the got Seattle, who hasn't been that good against the run. But again, that's a bad game script potentially on the road in Seattle. Didn't they just suspend one of their D tackles too, one of their stud tackles? I mean, Clowney and fucking Ansel were out last week. They just, DN, they just suspended somebody in the middle of that defensive line. That's about it for running backs. Maybe you're Ronald Jones. Maybe. I doubt it. I don't think I'll pay for him in a, in a daily. But I'm hoping. Wide receivers, again, fucking Dallas is right at the top of the fucking list, but Dak is hurt. Fucking throws a lot of a lot of wrenches into shit here. Uh, who the fuck is that? McSee. <laughs> oh, probably Scary Terry. Come on. Scary Terry for two weeks in a row. Man, he relies so much on one deep connection, you know, for a touchdown. Do you think he can get it? <laughs> Terry McLaurin is a stud. He is a stud, but Haskins is not. Haskins had a great game last week. Yeah, hey, I played game. McLaurin in the day. What, he throw three? Did he throw three? Shit? Did you see that shit? Beat me. Cortland Sutton against the Lions. I mean, Love we him. brought up the stats. Doesn't get any worse than the Lions' pass defense. We tried to bring up the stats. We tried. But that eight yards thing did not work out. Chargers receivers. Mike Williams is coming on a little bit lately. You notice? Yeah. He's scoring some touchdowns. Can I tell you something very similar to Joe Mixon? Exactly. Useless exactly. all year. Not going to win you any. Absolutely. He's creeping up on the yeah, rankings. Right. He's going to make all our rankings look a little better. Yep. He's, he's going crazy. Uh, Green Bay receivers Monday night, but that's gonna, not going to be on the main slate. Again, Tennessee receivers, if you think that's going to be a high-scoring game. A.J. Brown, what, two weeks in a row, fucking big games. Corey Davis is a nobody. He's basically taking over that fucking Tennessee receiving core as the number one guy already as a rookie. Yeah, Corey Davis is way in the background, right? And Adam Humphreys, is he even getting catches? Adam Humphreys has been injured. Is he? Yes, but he might be back this week. Tight ends. Ah, man, tight ends is kind of a shit show this week, too. O.J. Howard's on my list. So do we not pick that one good? Greg Olson's on my list. You know, if you're willing to go Greer, you might as well grow Olson and hoping he's hitting that underneath shit. We've said it before, young, young quarterback. And then... Hooper. Hooper's on my list because Ryan's got as good of a matchup as anybody. So pretty short list of tight ends for me this week. A lot of the big, uh, you know, like the Niners plays tomorrow, so they're not on the main slate. Saturday Uh, games. Actually, O.J. Howard plays tomorrow, so they're not on the main slate. Uh, 
So yeah, and the Chiefs. So Kelsey's not on the main slate. So maybe maybe Ertz. Probably looking at Ertz on the tight end spot. But that's it for daily deep throw. Those are my names, guys. Find a way to get some of those guys in. Get. Did you mention Anthony Miller? No. No. Why would he mention Anthony Miller? Because he's been great lately. I will mention Anthony Miller in our next segment. Would you rather? Uh, it's you know what? After two losses in a row and giving Wiz and the Wolfpack both their first would you rather victories over the last two weeks? I'm glad not to be participating this week. I'm going to give you guys your options. You tell me who you like. Let's start at the quarterback position. I got Patty Mahomes playing yeah. against those. You're going to win. Chicago Bears versus Ryan Tannehill versus the Saints. Before you say anything here, I want to say this. On the surface, Mahomes versus Tannehill seems easy, but Ryan Tannehill, who's been awesome lately, um, has has beaten Patrick Mahomes since week seven in all but two weeks as far as fantasy points go. Mahomes has only won that matchup twice since week seven when Tannehill started playing. We talked about it at the beginning of the season. Mahomes had the hardest quarterback schedule of the whole fucking season. And it's shown. Well, he got hurt. I don't know. I mean, right. I, to, me, to me, it's a little easier to pick. Um, I told you guys before, Chicago's actually a very good defense. New Orleans has been failing. They've given lots of points. I will take Tannehill because I think the over-under is 50 points. There's a good chance of at least 45 points. He gives you two TDs. Mahomes is going to give you two TDs, but Chicago's a good defense. I am taking Ryan Tannehill. Put it down, motherfucker. Put it down. I'll take Patrick Mahomes against your guys' fucking Bears. We saw David Below throw some bombs to fucking college against that Bears defense. So Thanksgiving Day. I'm pretty sure Mahomes can find one of his speedy fuckers. And, uh, yeah, I just see that Saints-Titans game being a little bit more of a just ground and pound, slow it down. Uh, it's going to bring the score down a little Depends bit. Depends who's in charge of that game. Would you believe the overrunner for the Kansas City-Chicago game is 44? That feels like an overall day. Mitchell Trubisky is my next one here. Speaking of our Chicago Bears and that Kansas City game, Trubisky versus the Chiefs. Chiefs have been good against quarterbacks. Or Phillip Rivers against the best matchup you can get, Oakland Raiders back half of the season. You said it before. He's been bad, but they've been bad too. So who do you like? A bad quarterback with a good matchup or a good quarterback with a bad matchup? Uh, I think Trubisky's only saving grace in this game is going to be him getting some points on the ground. But uh, I'm going to take Phillip Rivers in a bounce-back spot after last week's fucking horrendous show against the Vikings. Yeah, I don't trust Oakland at all. Um, and I agree with you. Casey's defense has been coming on late. I, I tried to pick them as a streaming defense, and they are long gone, folks. It's a good defensive pick. Give me Phillip Rivers against Oakland, who is a bomb of a defense. Let's go running backs here. I got CMC, who, look, Will Greer is in there, so how much are they going to rely on this kid? How much are defenses going to plan against him? Against Indianapolis, who's a really stout run defense. Or Joe Mixon. We said his name how many times this week versus Miami. Two of the last four weeks, by the way, Joe Mixon has outscored CMC in fantasy points. Yeah, we said it earlier. Um, in, in in the first, uh, would you rather? I took the underdog. I'll take the underdog again. Give me Joe Mixon. Joey Mixon against Miami. CMC's been bad recently. He just doesn't give the same amount of points in early in the year. He's been overused, overworked, and he does have a good, decent defense. And Mixon has been—he's been 
He's been kept in the barn until week 10. Now he's been coming out in the strong. Give it to me. It's an interesting matchup, though, because, well, no, never mind. I mean, see, well, really, both both of these games mean nothing, right? Yeah, nothing. I mean, Absolutely both nothing. teams are playing for nothing. Yes. So it's an interesting uh, matchup Pride here. Pride, not uh, prize. I mean, I picked Mixon for my stud of the week. I mean, I thought he would score the highest of the week, which means I got to take him. Mixon. All right, we're going to go same fucking team here. These two running backs both have the potential to be great, especially this week in their matchup. But they've been trading off who gets the load. I've got Melvin Gordon versus the Oakland Raiders or Austin Eckler versus the Oakland Raiders. If you look at the last couple of weeks, it's Eckler. But over the last eight, it's Gordon. Who do you like? Well, if you guys have listened to the show... You know my feelings about Melvin Gordon. We do. I've said many fucking times he is not that fucking good, so I'm going with Eckler. Cool. <laughs> um, I told you this before earlier, Eckler does catch a turnaround passes, but Melvin Gordon is the better running back. Oakland is a bad defense. Give me Melvin Gordon. I like it. All right, guys, we're going to talk about Mike Boone here. We've mentioned before, probably going to get the start for Minnesota against a bad run defense that is the Green Bay Packers or... Get this, guys. I picked on this sheet. I said Mike fucking Boone, or over the last two years, nobody's been better. Todd Gurley. He gets to play the San Francisco 49ers defense, though. Who do you like, Boone or Gurley? My pick? I'm up. Did you just type something on my pick? Yeah. <laughs> he picked a spell. You had a bad spelling. You've done it twice on this sheet. Um. Mike Boone versus Green Bay or Todd Gurley versus San Fran. The fact of the matter is that Todd Gurley is a phenomenal running back. He's more talented on every aspect of this table. And I will take him against San Fran, who's a phenomenal defense, but he is going to get the ball. And I, I believe our phenomenal young coach at age 33, the phenom Sean McVay, came out and said, it's very wet about him. And came out and said, he's been an idiot all year long. He needs to give his best player the ball. And that is Todd Gurley. Give him the fucking ball, and he might put a point, and he will get the ball more than Mike Boone. Give me Gurley. This is a tough one for me. It I, really I, is a tough one. I think one. it was so interesting that I was I able to put these two like guys why, why, huh? I think Froggy can't look like McVeigh. Does she get wet over Froggy? <laughs> you think Froggy looks like McVeigh? Yeah, he's pretty attractive looking guy. Ooh, look at that. I think he's hot too, but he doesn't look anything <laughs> like McVeigh. And my haircuts. Yeah. Looks good, huh? The wife likes it too. Yeah. Oh gosh, what do I do here? This is a big one. This is the this is. But the, she's uh, jerking off to herself, not you right now. She's jerking yes. off to the nuts lately. <laughs> T-shirt jeans, baby. So we got Last right week, Todd Gurley had eleven carries for twenty yards and three catches for eighteen in a game where they were down fucking twenty-eight to seven at half. Ooh, do I see this game playing out that way or differently? <laughs> oh fuck! I've already talked a little bit of shit about Mike Boone earlier, but. I'm going to take him anyway. Mike Boone over I don't know what to think of this Rams offense right now. I really just don't have a it's whole lot of faith in It's very inconsistent. Yeah, I don't have a lot of faith. Just like the fucking Dallas Cowboys. I feel like McVay doesn't know what direct, like what to do. Like, Is this going to be the first head coach hiring season that the McVay tree isn't highlighted I, because of this? Oh, absolutely. They look like garbage. Yeah. All right, guys. Let's talk about some... Flex-worthy running backs rather than some studs. I've got two guys here. Miles Sanders gets to play against the Dallas Cowboys. Miles Sanders has been really good getting a lot of volume. Or Philip Lindsay, who's not been very good of late, although he has 
completely take it over the backfield for my boy Royce Freeman. But he gets to play the Detroit Lions, maybe the shittiest defense in the league right now. Who do you like? Holy shit, man. Flip a fucking coin. This is not flipping a coin. Easy pick, Froggy. Get it together. Detroit's fucking awful. But that just that just seems like a seventeen to ten kind of game to me. So I'm gonna take Miles Sanders. Fuck it. Yeah, I don't think it's close. Uh, Miles Sanders versus Dallas with Miles Sanders quarterback not having any fucking receivers. Um, and the one thing that we have seen Miles Sanders do very well recently is catch a lot of passes over yards. Give me Miles Sanders. He is, seems to be coming into his own. 38 point over under on that Detroit Denver game. That is about as low as you'll find. I would. Any game. I might take the under. Yeah. Wide receiver situation here. AJ Brown's name has come up a couple of times. Gets to play those New Orleans Saints or Cortland Sutton against the same Detroit Lions. I know it should be a low scoring game, but come on. Is Marshall Lattimore a bigger name than he is good? He's pretty damn good. Yeah, that's a good question. That's a tough one. He's pretty good. Um, I will go AJ Brown against New Orleans. I think the ceiling is higher. I think that's a, the over under is fifty points. And we just talked about the over under in this in this terrible Denver versus Detroit game being what thirty. What you say? Thirty eight. Thirty eight, which is fucking low as shit. And I think Drew Locke is actually putting some spark into this offense. But Tannehill has way too much upside against New Orleans that the points will come over in there. So I will go AJ Brown. You just bet the under on the New Orleans game, Tennessee. You've been talking about it all fucking episodes. Come on, Froggy, right? take yeah, it. That's a 50-point line, and the other game's 38. Well, what are you? 12-point swing in there. <laughs> well, I mean, I think the best defensive player the Lions have left on their team is probably Darius Slay, who's probably going to spend a lot of time covering Cortland Sutton. But at the same time, you know, maybe Lattimore plays a lot of time on A.J. Brown. So then I guess it comes down to quarterback play. Who's a better quarterback, Tannehill or Locke? Oh, God. That's a, before the season started, that'd be a tough question. Yeah, would be. Both are playing well. Uh, I think I actually think A.J. Brown is a better receiver than Corlin Sutton. So I think that's going to give me the edge and take A.J. Brown. That's a... Strange thing to say after Cortland Sutton with shit quarterback play all season was what? Wide receiver 11 through 10 weeks. Is that good? How about Scary Terry McLaurin? You said him earlier, playing against the New York Giants. Or a guy that maybe started the first half of the season as the number two overall wide receiver, but has absolutely knocked teams out of championship contention for fantasy, including multiple of my own teams. That's Cortland Sutton who gets to play. No, that's Cooper Cup that gets to play that crazy San Francisco matchup. Who do you like? Uh, I guess probably the worst secondary or one of the worst in the NFL. I'm going to take Scary Terry. Uh, but I do think Cup is the guy that could go off for like two. He will score one touchdown yeah. in the fourth quarter. That's all he's done. But, period. Because we've seen that he's capable, but their offense has just gone a different direction as of late. Uh, so I'm going to take Scary Terry. It's a good pick, Froggy. I think I, I also like Cooper Cup, but he's just too consistent. And the consistency with, with against that defense is, is not a good thing. I think that Washington Giants game, McLaurin could have put big points. Give me, give me Scary Terry. How about a couple of flex names at the wide receiver position with this next one? Tyler Boyd 
in Cincinnati gets to play against the Miami Dolphins. Or Anthony Miller, who has been doing some fucking work of late versus those Chiefs. Give me Anthony Miller. This is fucking easy. Anthony Miller's been phenomenal the last, what, four weeks in a row? Um, I realize, but he, he, he doesn't get double coverage. He gets nothing. He is, since Tyler Gabriel's been out, this guy's been phenomenal. Bet on Anthony Miller. Man, fuck it. I'll take Tyler Boyd. There you go. Yeah. I like Just it. because. Okay, so here's two guys that have had huge weeks, interestingly, this season, and have had weeks where they've been on the field and done very little. First is Tyler Lockett versus the Arizona Cardinals, the worst defense in the league, period. Or last week's fucking wide receiver one, Brashad Perriman, the only guy left on this team, gets to play against the Texans. Oh, shit. <sighs> well, I'm starting him. I'm taking Tyler Lockett. No reason. Pretty cut and dry there. Uh, Lockett versus the absolute worst fucking defense, Arizona Cardinals. Um, and or Perryman against Houston. Who scored three touchdowns with Godwin yeah, in take half that. I'll take that. I'll give me Yes. All right, that's your would you rather two things left to go. Who you got? This is if there's any chance in hell you're still in a survivor league. Here's who you should pick. Hopefully, uh, you're you're dragging the bottoms of the goddamn river. I'm telling you that the Denver Broncos are gonna fuck up the Detroit Lions. You can pick them. You haven't done it yet. I promise you. Go ahead. Let's presume you didn't pick Dallas early in the season and you've been scared to fucking take them late. Give me Dallas against Philly. It's a must-win game for them. Dallas is the better team and they have the better players. They can fucking pound the shit out of the ball. Better offensive line. Pick Dallas. I'll take Matty Ice and the Falcons, I guess. All right. Last thing for us, then. Been a while since we've all been here. It's been good to be here with you guys. Bullfrog, do you have a lesson of the day? Yeah, I've been thinking of a couple throughout the show here. It's championship week, guys. People are looking for advice, right? Trick off once a day? Twice, two and a half. Well, the championship on the line, god damn, I think it just comes down to you can get as many people's opinions as you want, but at the end, you better just pick the guys you want to fucking play. Because I don't think there's much worse feeling than starting a guy because someone else tells you to and then it's the wrong call. You understand Here, here's the, the whole question. show is us telling people what's... F- fundamental question I have. Yeah. Are you guys... Do you, do, you, do you ride the horse? Continue to ride the horse that, that, that took you there, or do you find a fucking new horse? Oh, no. Oh, no. You can find a new horse. I'm a firm believer. We just talked about it. Fucking Joe Mixon. You didn't fucking... You didn't ride a... Perry. Right. You didn't ride a horse anywhere on Joe Mixon. But if you had him and you're in the championship, he might fucking win you the league yeah, this but, week. I, I mean... Where I'm going from is is typically, I mean, problem is if you don't have if you don't have the horse from the beginning, and you are you're you have to overmanage to fucking get where you're at now. You're just fucking at that point it doesn't matter. But let's say you're lucky enough to fucking go get CMC. Now all of a sudden CMC's been garbage. Are you willing to pull CMC? Yeah, there's a handful of guys that you you no, you no, ride no, your god. CMC. Yes, you ride your goddamn horse. A handful of them. However. This is the big, and you know, we'll talk about this later, and I'm going to repeat this later, but the big lesson that I'm taking away from this fantasy season is this. In most of my leagues, I 
I dominated the draft, and I came out in the first seven weeks, and I beat the fucking shit out of my leagues, all of them. But those studs that I had, for whatever reason, stopped playing. And it was the guys in my league that drafted poorly and were working the waiver wire from week one that kept doing it that are now still playing. And I'm out because I I couldn't cut Cooper Cup. I couldn't cut guys that were studs early that won me seven the first seven weeks. In my home league, I beat the scoring record by 40 in week four of the season. All those guys are still on my roster, and I'm out of the goddamn playoffs. There was a guy in my, my main league who, who had Mahomes as a keeper, had Kamara's keeper, drafted Barkley, had Cooper Cup. Solid. Guess where he's at? Out. Yeah, yeah he's in sixth place. That's the, it, I mean, like, you, you roll, that, roll, roll those guys out. It's a phenomenal team. He, he couldn't manage versus teams that just weren't work. You, you can't say definitively, start your studs. You can't say definitively... Start your matchups. You have to medium. find the fucking middle ground. And I failed that this year because I had the studs early and I could not break ties because of what they did with me in the beginning of the season. And it fucked me. So, like, I can't say start start your studs regardless because I saw the result of that. I had Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon just killed me. Yeah, I, I think putting all that together, folks, is uh, it can't be about the name. It's got to be a combination of name, opportunity, matchup. You know, because Julio Jones, for example, from weeks four through fifth, 14, he could have been sat. Because he probably was not even the number one on his team. Right. He didn't even, he probably, he didn't score a touchdown in those weeks, yet the name alone kept him in every fucking lineup on the. But if you had a better matchup, say Devontae Parker. Oh, you yeah. know, that guy should have been started over. I cut AJ fucking Brown. Devontae Parker in league because I had Julio, Cup, and Robinson, and I didn't think I could have a spot for Parker, where really, based on matchups and opportunity, he should have been starting every week. That's the kind of shit that if you want to win late in the season, like Pearman, you know, in my hometown league, someone slid him in their starting lineup last week at right before the fucking one o'clock line, and he goes for. Yeah. You know, three touchdowns. There's no there's no platitude that will win your fantasy lineup. You cannot say start your studs and win. You cannot say start your matchups and win. You've got to play it guy by guy, week by week. Good lesson. My lesson of the day is this for you guys, okay? You can find as many fucking jamokes to fill in for, for your, your whatever as you can, but there is nothing... Like sitting down for a podcast episode with your two best friends in the world and getting it done. Thank you guys for being here. Fuck off all of you for for staying this long. I've got to go to sleep because I got shit to do. Merry Christmas. Good luck in your championship. Happy Hanukkah too and Kwanzaa and whatever. (laughs) Fuck off. Happy, happy Hanukkah. Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. Now pull up your pants, subscribe, and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can find more from these limp dick butt pirates at www.yourfootballfantasy.weebly.com.